Thanks for listening to the One Voice Podcast. It's a safe place for conversation on relevant topics with real life stories to encourage and inspire you along life's journey of healing from sexual abuse. I'm Mary O'Brien and now Nicole Braddock Bromley. Hey, so glad to be back. We are here today with a new author, well, author of her third book, but it was just released. Her name is Tara Lynn St. Aline, and she just released a book called She Reigns, Conquering Your Triggers, Fears, and Worries with God's Truth. And I'm really excited to have her with us today. She's not only an author, but she is also the fashion editor for Cosmopolitan Magazine, host of the Dress for Battle podcast, founder of Adorned in Armor Ministry, I'm hearing that you're also like Miss Haiti or something like that. Is that right? I um I did Miss Supernational Haiti and I came first runner up and I won Miss Woman Empowerment and Miss Elegance. But we'll see if Miss Haiti is in the, you know, that the Lord is gonna do something with Aww, that. <laughs> that's amazing. You also worked for L and the Haitian Times and I think you were also like Miss Black New Jersey. So you didn't even mention that, but hello, that's also amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well, you have done so much in your life and have just been such an empowering force for especially young girls. And I just felt like it would be so amazing to have your voice on our podcast. And so thank you so much for just taking time, especially after your recent book release to come and chat with us today. Of course. Thank you so, so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Good. Well, um, I just wanted to kind of dive right in. I know a lot of people want to talk about just your wisdom when it comes to fashion and and presenting yourself and being a faith influencer and all of those things, which I think is so awesome and cool. But I honestly, I just love how the things that you talk about, not only in your book, but also in your podcast and different interviews just really resonates specifically with the people that we kind of interact with every day, which are those of us who've gone through different hardships in our lives. And you talk a lot about um, situations that you've experienced, especially with your mom and your mom's illness and things like that. And I wondered if you'd even be willing to share with us a little bit of how that has shaped not only your faith, but also your ability to what you talk about in your book, to be able to reign and, and conquer triggers, fears, and worries with God's truth. Um, would you be willing to share a little bit of your journey with your mom? Yes, of course. Oh, thank you. So my mother um, and I were like super, super close. I We always say like we're best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and she really is. Um, she's been ill since I was five years old. Um, there's four of us. So I'm the eldest of four. And um, my baby sister was one year old when my mother suddenly fell ill. Mind you, she was perfectly fine. Mm. Um, and she was a working nurse. And she was just like taking care of us and just like, you know, just living her life. Mm. And when suddenly she felt a pain in her femur bones. Um, cutting a long story short, um, she went to the doctor and they discovered that her femur bones were rotted. Wow. And um, she has this rare condition called a vascular necrosis. Mm. And uh, yeah, so she cannot walk to this day. She lives in chronic pain. She's had about seven unsuccessful surgeries. And mm. um, as the eldest and an eldest daughter at that, um, I... I'm happy to be her caretaker one, but Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how much I was carrying until my freshman year in college. Mm -hmm. I um, come from a Caribbean background. I'm Haitian. And oftentimes we're not that like vocal with our emotions. And so I didn't grow up Mm -hmm. learning to like really express myself, especially I was a shy child, though my mom would always be like, okay, I love you. But like, we didn't Mm -hmm. like go deep into our feelings, especially I know I didn't talk to my siblings about how we were feeling about mm-hmm. um my mother's illness and um, everything that we had to grow up with you know and the yeah. things she would miss out on and just the struggle um just seeing her in and out of the hospital um the ambulance always coming around and us just not knowing what's going to happen we and we never spoke about that wow. um mm-hmm. and it wasn't until my freshman year of college where I was 
upset with God that I realized I was upset with him because um, I was home for spring break. And that day um, it was super late. And, but my mom, my dad was like, oh, let's go see your mom. So like we snuck into the hospital after hours, but like, thank mm-hmm. God that we did that. Um, because when we came um, to the hospital, she was fast asleep. When she woke up, she recognized us and she was really happy, but she couldn't remember our names. And um, that broke our hearts. And that was the first time I ever cried about. uh, The first time you ever cried. Yeah. And you were a freshman in college at that point. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that really, really hurt me. And I knew like, oh, for my siblings to see me break down like that, it was something in itself. So like I immediately like left the room Mm. and then they all followed suit. And my dad had to go to the nurses and be like, something's wrong with my wife. Um, And they were just like, no, she's fine. She's fine. And turns out like it could have been avoided, but she had a stroke. Um, And it's something that was completely unrelated to the avascular necrosis. And so um, when I got back to school, I was just like, yeah, I'm upset because, you know, it's like, God, okay, I let you do what you were doing, whatever. Like she was going through mm. so much, you know, but this, like she didn't even know our names. Like this was something next yeah. level. It yeah. wasn't just an attack on the body. Now it's the attack on the mind. Yeah. And I like, it really just broke me and I had to go to the father. Um, yeah. Um, and it was also in that time, um, I had a school assignment to begin a blog, right? And um, at the time, I knew it was going to be about fashion, because I love to dress up, um, but also mm-hmm. because I love sharing my journey. Um, but at the time, I didn't have a name for the blog. And mm-hmm. I was, um, I remember coming back after spring break, um, also just, you know, just feeling really, really down. Um, yeah. And I just sat in my dorm room and I had the In Touch Ministry app, which I still do. <laughs> um, I was listening to a sermon by Dr. Charles Stanley, and he was speaking about putting on the full armor of God. And um, that changed things for me because mm. I've read that passage before. Um, but, you know, when you just go through certain life stuff and it just a verse just stands out to you in a different way. Absolutely. That's, yeah, that's what that was for me. And so I was there and God knowing, of course, that I knew I needed a name for my blog. Um, he gave me adorned in armor. And so it's based off of Ephesians 6 about putting on the full armor of God so that we are able to withstand the schemes of the enemy um, and his tactics. And, um, you know, it just really... Uh, began my journey into understanding that I'm more than an overcomer um, and that the battle that we're facing, it's not physical. It is um, through the spiritual realm. And um, yeah, he gave me adorned in armor and I was so excited because it was like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, like I could show women how to dress up for the battlefield of life, you know, fabulously, Mm -hmm. of course, but also like (laughs) um, spiritually, like how to do that, how to adorn ourselves with God's love, how to adorn ourselves with the armor that he so readily provides. Yeah. Wow. That's a really cool story. And I, and I just, I resonate too with what you're sharing about feeling your feelings that Mm -hmm. really hit me in the story of you and your mother and you know, for a long time, just as a survivor of sexual abuse, I too, like, I wanted to just, you know, put on that tough girl mask. I think, you know, I was also the oldest sibling as you were, and you don't, you just, you know, you carry the load for everyone else and you don't want to ever show weakness. Mm -hmm. And I resonated with that moment where you had to break down. Mm -hmm. And would you agree that like, the breakdown and being able to feel your feelings was part of putting you on a new journey from that point forward. Did you feel that at the time was, or was it scary? (laughs) For sure. Um, 
I definitely learned it was through the breaking down that the Lord brought me up Um, and he has shown me that time and time again. And I would say particularly because like through like my love life or whatever, um, Mm -hmm. I remember just going through a breakup that was really, really tough that actually Mm -hmm. like brought me into uh, depression because of how it happened. It was like Mm -hmm. a lot of mess and it wasn't like, like literally like I lost weight because of it. I cried so much. Um, and my mom like uh, carried my pain with me, like Mm -hmm. literally crying in her lap because it was just a form of heartbreak that I've never experienced and a form of betrayal that I've never saw coming. And um, it was there that God showed me like, you know, that I am here even at this bottom and I will continue to lift me up as long as you seek me. And throughout it all, um, I mean, I've seen my, um, I've seen God's love for my mother uh, since the beginning of like, you know, her, the illness that came. Um, But like, it wasn't until like my own personal circumstances where he was just like, I'm trying to show you that I'm here to love on you as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that breakdown was just a start of mm. what he wanted to do in me and the vulnerability that he desired for me to show. Still, I'm not one that's like, uh-huh, I'm going to cry right now. Like, you know, mm. yeah. Um, but I am more aware of um, my feelings. Um, yeah. And it, it's very interesting, though, because though I wasn't like very aware of my feelings at the time, I was still one that was always like empathetic. And I I could always tell what someone was feeling and like oh, would want yeah. to care for them. But it, mm. I wasn't caring for myself in that way. Wow. Yeah, I think Mary and I can both relate to that in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, it's just interesting. I think, you know, as you're kind of going through that process and truly it's like, would you say in a way you were grieving parts mm-hmm. of your mom at that point? You know, she's still around, but there mm-hmm. were there were losses there and yeah. you were feeling them for the first time. Oh my goodness. No, for sure. Oh, that's a good question because I I never got that question before. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I was working in retail at the time. I, I was at DSW mm-hmm. and I saw, oh no, now I'm getting emotional. <laughs> oh. Take your time. I saw a mother with her daughter shopping. Mm-hmm. And um, it just made me think of how hard my mom struggles to even like come out the house. Oh. Um, but she would do that because she, she wanted to be there for us. So like in yeah. the early stages, you know, shopping would be one of our things, but she would be in so much pain. Wow. Um, So, yeah, to just see that ease and to see that I didn't have that was hard. Mm -hmm. Oh, my. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like your mind can fill in the gaps. And, you know, I think a lot of us go through hardships like that and we, you know, question. We Obviously, I think part of our um, claiming a foundation in our spiritual life a lot of times is truly being willing to ask hard questions to even God. Do you agree? Like, you know, why God, like why her, why us, Mm -hmm. why this, you know, and we may not always have the answers, but I think even just being willing to feel your feelings and ask the hard questions and navigate those kinds of things. And you, even in your book, you use even your actual journal entries. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's very vulnerable. And I think that the vulnerability that you're showing in your healing process, um, I think that's such a beautiful part of the journey. Yeah. You know, because I think we grow up and like you said, up until that you went to college, like you were the strong one. Mm-hmm. And, but it's like, once you were able to feel the feelings, ask the questions, really go down those roads that felt dark at the time, I just feel like that's where the magic happens. Do you agree? Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's it's all necessary. And I understand that. And so I I know like I could say for certain, even as a child, I wasn't asking why, because I was like, God is God. Yeah. And I wouldn't even understand it anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think it was something more recently where I was just like, 
God, why? But I don't even think it was something in regards to my mom. I don't remember like what that circumstance was, but um, I could say like definitely last year we saw like a lot of loss in the family and um, even a loss that like as who in November I lost my little cousin and he was 19 in a car accident and we were very, very close. He lived around the corner Mm. um, and he has like a whole bunch of siblings. And so we're we're still close you know me and my family there's a whole bunch of us by the way um but it just required a new form of showing up um and I just found how even through these tragedies that really don't make sense and to the point where it kind of makes me feel sick at times like Mm -hmm. physically sick Yeah, yeah um that God um is God and he could do even something beautiful through this. Like I've seen how I didn't even know it was possible for us to get even closer, but like, we're literally like, it's mm. yeah, so, so close. Um, And so that's been beautiful to see, even yeah. though it's like, I don't even know how we're supposed to, you know, do this. Yeah. By, but it's like, move on the past step this. By, yeah. yeah. The step-by-step thing and knowing that God goes before us. Yeah, and sees the whole picture much yeah. more than we can see. It's hard to trust in that, but I do agree that that is the mindset. And you do talk a lot about mindsets. And I've mm-hmm. noticed that even on your socials, like you talk about mindsets and affirmations. I think those are so positive, so important for all of us. But especially for our listeners, I think a lot of us struggle with you know, regaining control over thoughts, Mm -hmm. you know, or having negative thoughts or dysfunctional or toxic thinking enter in and not letting it rule us, you know? Um, So I just wondered what, what do you have to say about that, about mindset affirmations? What does that look like in your life? Um, What are some practical steps that maybe some of our listeners who haven't really even done any of that, how could they start? Yeah, I believe it was in 2018 where I felt like the Lord was leading me to create um, biblical affirmations. So it was something that I never seen online before, um, uh-huh. but I was seeing a ton, like a whole bunch of like affirmations, affirmation, affirmations everywhere, <laughs> like on Instagram and everything. And I'm like, oh, but I mean, like God does it best. So like, let's see what scriptures, like, you know, I could use reference what God says about us. Mm -hmm. And imagine if something as powerful as positive affirmations could bring about like some form of change. Imagine like the transformation that could come with um, declaring the truths of God, you know, over our lives and over Mm -hmm. our circumstances. And so, yeah, like he led me to do my very first batch. It was 25 of them. My first Uh, like in 2018, I believe it was. And I was just like, whoa, like God, like you're so cool because it was something that people needed. Like that video, like on, what was it on YouTube, um, just caught wind, like, and it it was doing so well. I mean, it still does well. um, But I remember like um, my actual PDF, like going viral Mm. and people just really coming out and talking to me and saying just thank you for this um it, I, I feel a shift when I'm speaking biblical affirmations mm-hmm. as opposed to the affirmations that I'm seeing that the world gives yeah. and um I was just I praise God because like truly it is I always say like we don't know who we are unless we understand whose we are mm-hmm. um and so it's truly so important to go back to the father and see what he says about us and um i was just so grateful that he led me to do it and what like really inspired me also like at the time um i was coming out of that uh you know that breakup thingy um <laughs> that thing yeah that thing. yeah <laughs> okay yeah so i think actually it was 2019 um and i was i remember i was dressed for my birthday and i found a location that i wanted to um like do a photo shoot at but also like have dinner with a couple of friends and there was a a chair in the room that looked like a throne and I remember like whenever people sat in it how they felt like royalty and um when I took my photo there and I posted it that's I knew that those affirmations would have to be like that go alongside that photo um and so 
that birthday post was like it led into that affirmations and so yeah that's how I began with that and just understanding that when we meditate on the word of God and what he says about us like our situations change and even if we don't see it in the physical yet it is happening in the spiritual and first and foremost though it changes our hearts and it changes our minds um, and it redirects our focus to him um, and not a self confidence or more of a confidence that comes from Christ alone. Mm, absolutely. I wondered if you could even share, like, do you have an example for someone who's listening? Who's like, I don't really, I don't really know where to start with that. You know, like I have a lot of fears or I have a lot of negative thoughts that enter my mind. Like, where should I go? What should I do? Do you have an example for them just to kind of encourage them in one direction with that, like something simple? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, if you're a reader, definitely my books. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, for something that's easily like in your hand, like you just open up the Bible app, I would say I'm um, starting in the book of Ephesians is a great place um, because um in there, like we're um, told about how we have an, an inheritance and um, how um, the Lord will make known to us his mystery and um, his intentions with us and um, why he has purposed us. And I think that is so special because it just shows us that not only are we royalty, but the Lord desires for us to be in on his plans. He desires an intimacy. He desires for us to have a hope in him. And so um, meditating and just like, and meditating on his word, it could just be like reading it over and over mm-hmm. again and just asking God, what are you saying here? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It could be something as simple as that. Um, and also just like taking the time to write it out too. I mean, mm-hmm. not everyone is like a journaler, but I love journaling and it helps me a lot. I know when I go through life and I haven't had time to sit down and write my thoughts of like, oh my gosh, so much is going on. Like I will at least write some notes in my note app on my phone and yeah. then I go and set aside time to sit down and write about each thing that I'm experiencing mm-hmm. in my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's how my books were born, honestly. So that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Okay. I just wanted to pause a moment to tell you about this community called Unleash that we keep referring to. If it sounds like a secret club, that's because. It is, but if you're a survivor of childhood sexual abuse or sexual abuse or sexual trauma of any kind, you are personally invited. Unleash is an eight-week e-course. It features films, storytelling, personal contemplation exercises, and my favorite part, a safe online space where we meet virtually in small support group settings led by myself and other trauma experts where we openly discuss this lifelong journey of healing from sexual abuse. It's kind of like a book club, but like a really precious one, (laughs) a place where questions are welcome and your story, as much as you feel comfortable sharing, is safe. Maybe you've experienced some healing, but you long to be unleashed. I hope you'll consider joining us. Each group is limited to eight survivors. So head over to our registration page now and grab a seat. The website is imonevoice.org slash unleash. And by the way, if you aren't interested in the support group part, but you want to just work through the videos and the ebook content at your own pace, we have that option too. It's right there on the website as well. This road of healing can feel pretty long, but we don't have to walk it alone. That's why we're here. And I hope you'll join us at one of our upcoming groups. More info at imonevoice.org slash unleash. And I think too, a lot of times there's a struggle that is a parallel with the thoughts is and I think a lot of it stems from social media, is just the comparison game. You know, a lot of, especially survivors, I think, 
Um, and Mary, you've heard a lot of survivors in our Unleashed groups even talk about, you know, comparing our healing to someone else's or comparing mm-hmm. even our trauma. You know, there's a lot of even trauma comparison. Um, and I think it, it really it puts us in a ditch when it comes to our healing journeys, when we are doing the comparison game versus just looking at our own healing, because we all, everyone's healing journey looks different. Everyone's faith journey looks different. Everyone's career journey looks different. Like it all looks different, but we get caught up in comparing and it really does bring us down. And um, I wondered if you ever talk about this or, you know, has this happened in your life? You know, you're, you have a big presence on social media and you're, you know, you are an influencer and, but I'm sure that there's times where you've seen this kind of creep up on you or maybe those who you are influencing have talked about it. Yes, for sure. So I talk about it in She Reigns and Mm. (laughs) it was just so funny how, I mean, it wasn't funny at the time, but um, (laughs) how God like has brought about like these lessons. But for this book, I knew I had to go like, to a new deep a new depth that um (laughs) god was calling me to a new form of vulnerability i'm one that is very open with sharing like my life and my stories and like what i'm sharing of course like i go to god and i um use wisdom like you know i'm not just blabbing around and sharing everything (laughs) um but i knew that with this book like he was like yep I'm telling you to go there. I'm like, oh, but, but, but. And he's like, well, yeah, you're going to do it. And so he did that like for so many ways. Um, And one of them was um, in the lens of um, comparison, because Mm. it was something that I was very, very unfamiliar with. And I was very confused as to why, like it was happening at that time when so much was going on in my mind. Um. And when I say like so much, I was just, I literally just felt overwhelmed with like thoughts and like, just, I was very confused as to like how a believer could think something so something, I don't even know, but I'm like, not even just in comparison, Um, Mm. but I'm just saying like, like the Lord, yeah. And like, Mm. I was just like, how, like, what is up? And so like the Lord um, basically showed me that the first step in like overcoming this form of a like honestly it's like a stronghold um is um addressing it and like bringing it to him I was able to pinpoint that the reason I was um falling into that in that season um Mm -hmm. was because of a hurt that I experienced from Mm -hmm. a certain group of people um yeah and then it stemmed from betrayal and it's Mm -hmm. like okay where did I experience betrayal before you know Mm -hmm. um and so it it was just very interesting because um throughout most of my life um I'm I'm a very I'm very much of a girl's girl and I love people um Mm -hmm. but there have been certain people that would just like not like me just because and were not like comfortable with my confidence um Mm -hmm. and would try to dim my light or um, try to see how they can use me and Mm -hmm. so I found that those people were flourishing online and at the time it was like god like why isn't anything working for me? And why are you allowing these people to get away with what they've done? Mm. And yeah, so that was the root of it. It wasn't just like, yeah, it wasn't just like, okay, like, I don't even know how to explain it. But God showed me the root and like how he wanted me to heal. Um, and so it takes a lot of like, humility. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? To, yeah. to be able to surrender some of those thoughts and feelings and mm-hmm. and truly allow God to speak to it and yeah. and and set you back up where you should be yeah yeah especially when it's like I mean of course like not uh, having a victim mentality is something that um that we should not have like in general um but I'm saying like in the sense of like the Lord was like even speaking to me like you were not wrong I know I saw I saw what happened to you. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's another yeah. level when it's like, okay, you saw, but look what you're doing. Like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, that's mm-hmm. like something completely different. And it takes a new form of trust too, of just like knowing, okay, God is for me, even though it doesn't look like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And going back to what we said before of trusting the long game. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And so um, it's definitely a journey. And I'm not even saying I don't struggle with the comparison thing. I really do believe it was like a season because I believe God shows us certain things so that we could deal with it. I call it the ugly stuff. That's right. um, so we could get to the really the root of what is happening here um mm-hmm. because it really wasn't like an an insecurity thing it's a more of like a why aren't you fighting for me thing mm-hmm. and um, yeah it all goes back to honestly our relationship with the father um and so i encourage everyone <laughs> to really dig deep and see like what is the root cause of you know what you're experiencing like what is that thought what is that feeling um yeah. and how you bring it to god um that's so so important and i think also what's important in your story and your journey is such a evidence of that is not not only um desiring all of these things and mm-hmm. desiring to get to the root but doing the work yeah. like you have to do it you have to you know put in the work with the journaling, with the thoughts, with the processing, with, and in my opinion, therapy, like you have to be committed in it. And you will see, and we're talking about the long-term game is over time, you'll look back and you'll be like, wow, I was so unhealthy there. Mm-hmm. And the way I was dealing with that was so toxic and messed up. But now look at me because why? Because I've done the work yeah. weekly, daily, all the things. And I think you have to not only you know, I, I've read even on your website, you said, if you desire to discover yourself, you must first lose yourself. Mm-hmm. And I just want to add to that, but you also have to choose yourself. You have to choose to take those daily steps, those weekly appointments, like that stuff adds up. So you're losing yourself. You're humbling yourself under the hand of God in your life and you're trusting his longing, but you're also choosing to do the work. Yeah. That's good. Have you, have you even acknowledged that in yourself? Because I don't feel like you do. I feel like you <laughs> have say all these such brilliant things, but like, do you, have you ever looked at yourself and been like, I have, because you're so young, but you are, you are doing these, the work you're, you're stepping into spaces with confidence and, but at the same time, you're doing this work underground that people don't really see, you know, you have your journal entries that are kind of coming out in your books, but Girl, I know there's a lot more journal entries that oh, you didn't put goodness. in any book. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> no, but oh my gosh, thank you so much for that. Um, I definitely do not stop enough to be like, oh my gosh, so proud of you. Yeah. Um, but I was, it was yesterday that I was like, you know what? I really have to sit down because I have like a list somewhere, but I need to go back and reflect on all that the Lord has done. I do that yearly, but I want to keep it all in one place um, as just like a symbol of like, this mm-hmm. is what obedience does. Um, yeah. But that's just like on the appearance level, like, you know what I mean? And so like, as you were saying, like with the journaling stuff, I definitely, um, need to be like reminded and just stop and be like mm-hmm. you've done the work yeah that shows in that has manifested through these books yeah. and through um mm-hmm. working at Cosmo and stuff like that but there's mm-hmm. so much within that God did and he's proud of that I guess it's because I'm not aware of how proud he is in those moments or like mm-hmm. when we come you know to the end of you know overcoming mm-hmm. um because it's something you can't see in right. this, you know? Right, right. Uh, and so That's that makes right. it a bit different, but I definitely do need to just be proud of that part as well. Yeah. 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 And we can't always, we can't always see the way that God feels towards us, but I think we can feel yeah. something even towards ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, and to feel that and validate yourself for the hard work you've put in. And, and just thinking about your story, Um, and I do want to ask a little bit about your current job at Cosmo, but I think probably my last question, so I don't overwhelm you with all this, but, um, you know, just going back, you have to go back to go forward. You have Mm -hmm. to go back to know who you are. And that is probably one of my favorite parts of your story. Um, second to your relationship with your mom, but just that you went back to Haiti. And in fact, you didn't go back. You'd never been right. Because your parents were immigrants. 
Mm-hmm. I went when I was a child, like, but I was like a child, child. So I didn't okay. remember anything. All I remember was throwing sand in my brother's face. So <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I think it was like yeah. four or something. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But yeah, so, so you went back, going. but yeah. that meant something to you. And I thought that's such a metaphor for all of us, you know, that you have to go back to really know who you are. Yeah. And is there anything, any takeaways from that? Like, could you share with our listeners just a little bit of that experience, what that meant to you to know who you are? Yes. So I believe like, I know, okay, hmm, where should I begin with this? (laughs) (laughs) In 2018, at the time, I was a freelance writer for Teen Vogue. And um, at the time, my boss, uh, she was like, oh, I just got this amazing press trip um, to go to Haiti. Um, Mm. I can't go this year. But like, do you want to go? And she knew I was Haitian. So of course, like I was going to say like, yeah, like, yeah, I want to go. And it was so amazing um, because I was able to see the most beautiful places there. And it's places that, you know, the media doesn't show. I grew up um, Mm. in a neighborhood, um, in a community where it wasn't like a lot of Haitians by me. And so like there was the stereotype of that like okay like Haiti is a poor country or whatever like just this negative yeah stereotypes that I couldn't um make sense of because my parents were saying something different you know and it's like I'm hearing something different from my peers and the media but my parents Mm -hmm. are talking about how they love where they came from how they had Mm -hmm. a beautiful home and an amazing childhood um Mm -hmm. and so to be able to go there for myself like really just made me come into my culture like even more um because I believe I was coming into it even more so like I guess like my latter years of high school and college but it was like fully like 100% when I went to Haiti for myself and by myself um, Mm -hmm. in 2018. At the time, I was Miss Black New Jersey. um, And so I came with my uh, I went there with my crown and my sash. I didn't have a case for it or anything. So my mom and I we bubble wrapped it and we put it (laughs) in my suitcase. And I was like, honestly, whatever happens, happens. Um, And um, yes, I landed there. And um, before I arrived, though, I reached out to a friend who was a teacher, and she um, basically assembled the kids for an assembly. And uh, the first thing I did when I touched down, though it was like a work trip, a fun work trip, I went to um, the school there. And it was a Christian school, and I went there with my crown and my sash. And I saw how enthralled they were with the crown. Mm-hmm. And it was there that I was just like, oh my gosh, like, what if like we already knew that we have this, and it's better than this physical crown that I have on my head. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's where Claim Your Crown was born because wow. yeah, mm-hmm. my first book, that's how that happened. Um, and wow. I knew my purpose was always to encourage women to know their worth in Christ, but it was there that my mission was specified is to show women their crowns in Christ, is to mm-hmm. show them how we are royalty in Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. that we are heiresses and we have inheritances and we are so so loved um and so it was there that not only was my purpose just specified but I was like oh my goodness I've never been to a place and I love to travel but I've never been to a place where I felt like this is home Mm -hmm. like I don't even know this like the island smell is like the water and just being there and like being amongst your people too like the native language and just like Mm -hmm. I was like whoa like this is a feeling that I've never experienced and it just Mm -hmm. like just excited Mm -hmm. me and my mom was excited because she was like wow I've always wanted to do things for girls in Haiti and now you can Mm -hmm. that's such a beautiful story Mm -hmm. and you know I think there's something to be said about being surrounded by people and environments where you really feel seen yeah, you truly feel seen. I think your mom has done that for you, and even just like your homeland, you know, like that's such a beautiful picture of just knowing who you are because you have people around you who truly see who you are. Yeah, to your core, to your cells, yeah. you know, to the dirt within you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that great. helps a lot. Like my family definitely my number one supportive system Mm. like they're they've been so great and like no matter like what I go through 
like whether it be like with people because I know God has called me to women so of course like I know I'm going to experience some form of warfare or like heartbreak there as I've experienced you know since mm. I was a young girl like to sure. now um because I know the enemy wants to deter me from my call um but I'm so grateful to be to have a home in my people, like to know that they see me, even when other people choose not to see me, um, how God has intended, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. Yep. There's so many things like that, that really keep us rooted and grounded and help us, you know, to not lose sight of ourself or mm-hmm. lose sight of how far we've come. Right. Yeah. It's such a good thing to remember. Yeah. Okay. I love the fact that you work for Cosmo. So tell us a little bit about what do you do there? And like, is it, is it as awesome as it sounds or is it just like, you know what I mean? Like, tell us the truth. Tell us the grit. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm so grateful to be working there. It wasn't until, um, Okay, well, I have to start with this. So I signed a book deal, a three book deal when I was 23. And at the time, thank you. I was just like, oh, praise God. What a surprise Mm -hmm. blessing. Um, And so I was just like, whoa, like, this is so cool. Like, I've always known I wanted to be an author, but I thought it would just like come later on in life because I was more so pursuing fashion. I wanted to do like the whole fashion editor thing. And um, so that's why I did all those internships and like through working, like through my blog, yes, I had like my own business as well, but my end goal was always to be like a fashion figure um, somehow, some way at a publication and at a major publication at that. Um, And so when the book deal came, I was just like, oh, cool, yay. Like, well, clearly I'm gonna go into this and um, the fashion stuff will be put on hold. And so- it was put on hold like in the professional level, but like I was still able to be creative by um, sharing my personal style, like through um, my website and through like Instagram. And I was still landing fashion collaborations. So that was a cool part. Um, But in the book process, and especially during the pandemic, I realized just how much I missed work. Like, and, but here's the thing though, this is like my first real job, quote unquote, because this whole time I've been working for myself. Mm. Um, Yes. So I graduated top of my class and I did all the internships. I have all the connections and everybody thought I was set. And yet I did not have a job. (laughs) I did not have a job and we were all very confused. Mm. And, um, but it was there that the Lord showed me that, well, one, in a way, like he forced me into entrepreneurship. Um, but two, mm-hmm. it was where not it, a bad thing, not a bad thing, not a bad thing. And plus, I'm like, he knows me. I don't even like getting up in the morning. So that's like, right. Work, like, you know, yeah. um, but also um, he wanted me home to better care for my mom. So that uh, was yeah. a blessing of how he did that, you know. And so mm-hmm. a lot of the books um, that I wrote, um, it were it was by her bedside and it was just like I was caring for her as wow. I wrote, like, wrote my stuff. Um, but in the process as well, I was just like, okay, yeah, I miss it. Um, but I knew it wasn't time to go into that. And I so see. my yeah, so my father and my mom and even my sister, um, because my sister is a writer too, and she works at the same um corporation, um, but a different magazine. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Um, she was just like, uh do you want to come and work at Hearst now? Like, huh, I see openings. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, that'd be cool. But like, it's not time. It's like, I didn't mm-hmm. feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, And it wasn't time until last year. I was finishing up She Reigns. And um, in the beginning of the year, I was just like, God, like, what are your plans for me? Like, what shall we do together this year? And um, I was just like, you know what? I want to go to work like like an office <laughs> like let like let's do that um um but I was just like also I needed confirmation because while I love how feelings could direct us and can be you know a source of God like leading us to yeah. a thing mm-hmm. um I knew I needed to hear from God like in a different way yeah. and it was so funny because um I saw a job listing for Cosmopolitan and I looked at it I was like hmm hmm Uh, (laughs) oh that sounds a little perfect right and then i'm like i told my sister about it and she was like yeah like go for it oh my gosh like you'll kill it and i'm like yeah i know that but like (laughs) 
And it wasn't until I had a conversation with my dad and he was just like, so like, what are you up to for the year? Like, what are you going to do? Mind you, I live with my parents, but I was away um, in Georgia for vacation with my cousins. Mm -hmm. And my dad was just like, so what are you going to do? Um, And I was like, uh, like, I didn't even tell him like, oh, looking for a job. I was just telling him what I saw myself doing for my ministry and my business. And he was like, how about you just like go like apply for a job? And I was just like... (laughs) and I was like but I knew it was God you know and he was just like you know anything that you go for you would do amazing you would excel in and I was just like oh like thanks pops and I just knew that was God's confirmation of just like you know it is time now um just go for it you know and Mm -hmm. yeah I looked at that job again and when I saw it I was like okay I I know it's mine I know and literally God just kept he kept giving me confirmation and I got that job so quickly, mm. so quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, so you've been oh, working wow. there how long now? Um, It's just been a year, like yeah. March made it a year. Wow. Yeah. And so thank you so much. It's it's definitely um, a blessing to be able to be in a place where like people know like where like what I stand for. Like it's so funny because they're like you could tell they're like, wait, you like really believe in this Jesus stuff. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny. Like because they don't actually say it, but like they're like the first to like watch like my Instagram stories and like they're congratulating. Wow tongue-tied they're congratulating <laughs> me on like my books and stuff and yeah. just like, they see the god in me and so they're seeing a different version that you know that they don't typically see they they're seeing yeah. like, the love of god um and yeah it's cool because the perks are like i work from home most of the time um so i'm still able to take care of my mom um my morning I was gonna ask how she's doing yeah, yeah. um Oh, she's in a lot, a lot of pain, even mm. more so like today. Um, mm. But yeah, I'm. that's why I couldn't come on the camera today because I was like, okay, it was a long night. And yeah, yeah. Um, but like, she's so proud and she's she still has joy. Um, praise God. Um, and just the Lord has been providing and just showing us, you know, he will always come through. And I this one thing I didn't talk about in my book or anywhere recently but I think it'll be like in the next book or something whenever that book deal comes Um, (laughs) but we're just believing God for her healing now because we didn't before because we're just so accustomed to what was like it is what it is you know yeah like Um, just used to bad news yeah and just like of Mm. course being positive but just being so accustomed to no like you don't even see that something's wrong anymore because you lived in that wrongness oh it's normal yeah yeah it it got very normal and it's like sometimes it's hard to hope when you're in that yeah Yeah. and even like being aware that you weren't hopeless because we didn't think of it like that we were just like we know god could do it but that wasn't something that we were actively praying for um for a long time growing up um yeah it just we only just started to honestly in 2020 I would feel like more fervently and just knowing that not only can you do it but we're believing that you will Mm. yeah wow that takes a lot of faith Mm -hmm. well Tara Lynn you have quite a story and it's just beginning that's what I think is so cool (laughs) about this message you have so much to continue to live out and to teach us and we just want to thank you so much for just the empowerment you're bringing to the world and just the light that you are. Um, we just want to encourage all of our listeners to check out your new book, your third book. It's called <laughs> She Reigns, Conquering Your Triggers, Fears, and Worries with God's Truth. So how do you want people to find you? Where do you want them to purchase your book? All of that information. Yes. So thank you again for having me. This was really deep and I didn't even know we were going, we were doing all that today, (laughs) Um, but I'm grateful. And I will definitely like look back to this podcast myself because it's so like, I love being reminded of what God has done and what Mm -hmm. he is doing. Like even with the hard stuff, it's, it's really, really hard, but it's just knowing that he's there and he's been there the whole time is just such a beautiful way to like look back on even in the 
the difficulty of mm-hmm. everything. Um, and oh, so, God. yeah, I'm grateful to have been here. Um, you mm-hmm. all could find me on Instagram at I am Tara Lynn, and that's Tara with an H, and I have a double N, so T A R A H L Y N N. Website is taralynadorned.com. And you all could also follow my ministry page at Adorned in Armor. What mm-hmm. else? My podcast is on break. I'm just like, there's just too much to carry. Right now, <laughs> but I really, really yeah. miss it. I well, miss it. you're on everyone else's podcast right now. So <laughs> yeah. that makes sense. It's okay to hit the pause button sometimes. That's yeah. not a bad thing. Yeah, I know. It's just, I miss it. And I'm just yeah. like, I don't know when, but like, it's there. Yeah. The podcast. The old episodes are there. It's called Dress for Battle. And I have an Instagram for that one as well. And then you guys could also sign up for my newsletter list because that's where I share like my most intimate um, and mm, new updates and stuff like that. Oh, and YouTube. YouTube for sure. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This other thing. (laughs) No biggie. When do you rest? My goodness. Oh, my goodness. It's, It's interesting because I do... Um, but now I have to do it in a new way. Like I, there's had to, like, I had to put down a lot of stuff, like a lot of things. So mm-hmm. like the YouTube thing, I'm not posting as much. I'm not creating as many videos, but it's also like, maybe I could get to that point of getting into it again. But it's like, now I know like the Lord wants me to like hire people to do that. Like yeah. editing, like, I can't do it myself anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I had to put down like my podcast. Um, I know like sometimes I can't always post on my ministry page or like my blog. And so I miss it. And I literally have a to-do list. Of, I just look at it. I'm just, <laughs> like, I want to do these things, but I also mm-hmm. have peace in knowing that I am doing what he is telling me to do yeah. and that those platforms will be okay. That I'm not just letting it go just because because like you know I don't want to mm-hmm. is because he's telling me to put a pause on that um and yeah now I found a new church and I'm very active now over there and I'm just like okay I need a newfound rest like how am I going to do this like serve you know because there's <laughs> oh like every day, day there um and I love it but I'm like whoa okay this is like overload I'm learning so much and mm-hmm. I have so much to say and I just need a new form of like coming away and journaling and taking time for myself but it's a learning process that's <laughs> that right is. god created sabbath for a reason don't forget it oh definitely oh sunday i'll I be chilling okay Girl. yeah stay home in their pjs yeah yeah, yeah. all right <laughs> just don't get burnt out on us we need you yeah, no no no, no. I, I will not uh-huh. take it from these two old ladies here exactly <laughs> used to be you oh. we used to be you yeah yeah yep. <laughs> well we do we really do need your voice we're grateful that you're sharing yeah. it so keep taking care of yourself but keep empowering others we're so grateful that you've written this book and we're excited to share it with our listeners so Until next time, because I'm sure there will be one. (laughs) Take care, Tara Lynn. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe, write a review if you heard something you liked. Even invite others to listen so we can be on this healing journey together. You can check us out on Facebook or go to IamOneVoice.org.